what's um, the emotion or the action or the mindset you want your viewer to be in at the end of the video? Do you want them crying? Do you want them laughing hysterically? Do you want them like motivated and inspired? Like, you're like, what's the, what's the video gonna move people to do? My guest today and I are aligned on a lot of things. And one of the key things that we're aligned on is the idea that you need to stop doing video for video's sake. With each and every video as part of your video marketing strategy, you need to understand what it is that you want this video to, to do. What action do you want someone to take? How do you want them to feel? What do you want them to think? You see, video without a clear idea of what the intended goal is for that video is simply noise. And our mission is to cut through the noise. Welcome back to episode 126 of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. Let's go. This is the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, helping you engage your ideal audience to action through online video. I'll be bringing you the absolute best in the world of video marketing, content creation, storytelling, and marketing strategy, as together we grow to dominate online video and build profitable businesses. I'm your host, Ben Amos. Now let's get on with the show. G'day, g'day, and welcome back. Welcome back to 2020, a new year, a new decade, and it's Tuesday, so a new episode of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. And I'm excited for this one because in today's episode, we're going to talk about how to design a video strategy that leads to action. And that's what it's all about, right? It's about how you can use video to get someone to think, feel, or do something. And as marketers, that's our goal, is to move people to take action. And breaking this down for us today is my guest, Ryan Snod. Now, Ryan is a video marketer and speaker based in the United States. He works directly with companies on marketing strategy and connecting with their customers. He owns a video production company, Snod Media Group, creating and editing videos for small businesses in the Midwest. In addition to this, he has a Facebook group and YouTube channel for videographers, and he also launched an online course called Solo Video Pro, which is helping videographers market, sell, and grow their own businesses. Ryan is a, an up-and-coming thought leader in video marketing, and he strives to help brands and creatives leverage video to make a greater impact on their audience, which is what it's all about, right? So in today's episode, we're going to break down how businesses in 2020 can start to think about using video more strategically and where to put their attention in order to lead to the most direct return on investment for, for their investment in video. We're gonna, we're gonna discuss how small businesses particularly can leverage the power of YouTube. And it's not about growing a massive subscriber base on YouTube, but it's about how you can use video with a very clear action at the end of that in order to drive people to take real action in your business that's going to move the needle for a business. And importantly, we talk more generally about the role that video marketing has in small business today. So this is a really valuable episode to kickstart 2020 for us, and I'm excited to share this with you. So without further ado, let's jump into my interview now with Ryan Snod from Snod Media Group. Ryan Snod, welcome to the show. Hey, Ben. Thanks for having me. 
Yeah, thanks for joining me. Um, so as we were talking before we hit record here, you've been listening to the podcast for a little while now, and there's a lot that actually aligns with what you do and the message I share through this podcast. So I think it's going to be a really good fit for our listeners here today, and I look forward to what you can share. So before we get into it, can you introduce yourself to our listeners and those that haven't heard of you before? What, what do you do and what got you into the world of video and marketing today? Yeah, sure. So uh, my name is Ryan Snod. It rhymes with odd. A lot of people have a hard time pronouncing it. So I usually preface it by saying that. Um, I'm a video marketer based out of uh, the beautiful Des Moines, Iowa here in the United States. Um, and I do a couple different things. So the main thing is I'm a uh, full-time marketing strategist for large companies at an agency. Uh, so I do a lot of that stuff during my day job. I'm also the owner of a freelance video production company, Snod Media Group, uh, where I create brand videos and kind of smaller business content for businesses in the Midwest here. And then I also uh, create uh, online resources for videographers to teach them how to grow their own business and do some of the things that I am really passionate about with sales and marketing and, and growing your own business from scratch. So uh, those are kind of the three buckets, I would say that, uh, that I dabble in right now and do a lot of different things in a day to day, but really do enjoy everything there is to do with video marketing. So, uh, very happy to have found your podcast and connect with some other folks that are in this area because it's something I'm super passionate about. Yeah, cool, man. So in your in your day job as a marketing strategist, you're working with larger organizations primarily. And then with your freelance, with your videography, you're working with smaller businesses. Have I got that right? Yeah, correct. So that's kind of the, the fun crossover for me is that I get to really see what from a larger scope, what um, large companies are looking to do with video marketing and the strategy behind how they use that type of um, medium to connect with their audience. And it's the same kind of problems that a smaller business would have. It's just the smaller businesses have a lot less budget. <laughs> so you have to get a lot more creative with how you actually create and structure those videos to convert the way you want them to. Cause there's a lot of ways you can waste money creating videos that don't do what they're supposed to. So. Yeah, absolutely. And a, a big part of the message behind the Engage Video Marketing podcast that I'm talking about all the time is is to encourage businesses to stop doing video for video's sake, to start being more strategic with the video content they're creating so that it actually, you know, equals business results. I'm interested to hear from you, Ryan, because of you've got that crossover in who you work with, who do you find it easier to get them on board with the idea of video strategy, is it the smaller businesses or is it the larger businesses? What difference do you see? Yeah, I would say for larger businesses, it's easier to get them on board with more of the strategy because they're used to that kind of rigid structure. I've also have a lot of people in my freelance businesses that I all work with small businesses that they just want to do something cool. You know, they just yeah. want the flashbang photography. Like they just want the cool, like what looks cool. And I really kind of a lot of them are kind of surprised when I break it down and say, okay, here's the, here's the strategy. You know, we want to get X amount of people to click. We want X amount of leads. We want this many sales, like whatever the goal is of the video. And a lot of them are kind of taken aback because they don't think um, creatives think that way. And I think I am kind of a little different in that way that I'm a business first uh, creative second type of thing, like business strategy first. So um, to answer your question though, I would say there's a, it's an even split. A lot of people, um, don't understand the, the strategy or don't have one in place when they start creating videos. Um, but I think really that has to be the core of everything. It's, it's really the thing that I always love asking is, is why, you know, yeah. like, why are you creating this video? Why do you even want to go down this road? 
Um, is it just a bo- you know boost your ego or is it to actually sell or convert or get leads or like what's your what's your goal? You know, like figuring out the why there. Yeah, hundred percent. I love that. So break it down for me. If you are sitting down with it doesn't matter if it's a small or a larger business and and they're thinking we just want some cool cool video made you know what's the what's the process how do you how do you step them through or pull them back to strategy and what does that look like for you sure yeah so kind of a basic uh, structure that i follow is i look at their whole entire sales funnel so that can be longer and bigger and scarier if it's a large business but a lot of times for a smaller business it's very simplistic so um, somebody hears about you, they, you know, know you, you want to get them to be interested in you and then they, you want to get them to trust you. So they buy. So a lot of it is if you're running ads, for example, with video, it's how do you use that video to build the know and the like piece of that to move them down the funnel and get them to trust you. So, um, it's, it's really just figuring out the sales funnel and how video strategically fits into that. And then really, um, the core thing that I really love to stress to clients is, what's um, the emotion or the action or the mindset you want your viewer to be in at the end of the video? Do you want them crying? Do you want them laughing hysterically? Do you want them like motivated and inspired? Like, you're like, what's the, what's the video going to move people to do? Right. Um, I think that's really super key. And a lot of people don't think about the user experience when it comes to video or their marketing in general. Um, Cause that's a, how a lot of really viral videos go is that people you know, laugh or are crying or inspired and they, it moves people to action. So, yeah, I always talk about, you know, getting clear on what you want someone to, to feel, think, or do after watching a video. And it's, it sounds so simple, but so many people don't even go through that process. They're, they're thinking about what's the, you know, what's the message that we want to get out there. They're not thinking about how that message needs to land with the right person to actually get them to take some sort of action, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that's at the foundation of good video strategy. So in your opinion, Ryan, where do you see most people failing with this or, or getting things wrong? Obviously when they're not working with people like you or me, but you know, where, where are people struggling being effective or strategic with, with video content? Sure. I, I think it really boils down to um, the results you want to get with your video and not all videos are going to be a sales video. You know, it's, it's, you really have to identify what action you want people to do. And then in terms of the biggest mistakes, I would say um, people either inconsistently put it out content or people investing a ton of money into a highly produced video that is maybe high quality video and audio, but it doesn't have high quality scripting or story or, really an action plan, you know? Um, cause I've seen some beautiful commercials, but I couldn't tell you who the company was yep. and I couldn't tell you what the message was. Um, it's, it, and I could definitely tell you, I did not go to a landing page or a website or go to the store and buy based on that spot. So really figuring out how you merge really well done, beautiful video with a very well thought out strategic plan. And a lot of times quality doesn't necessarily mean like high quality video. It means the message, the core root of what you're trying to get across in your content. So, yeah, cool. So um, let's dive into that a bit further because you talk about quality doesn't necessarily mean quality of production. So, you know, where do you see production quality being important versus um, messaging quality or, or, you know, the quality of the action that you're getting someone to take? 
Sure. Yeah, I think it really depends on platform. So obviously, Instagram stories are a great place or a good example that quality of production doesn't necessarily mean much. And it's really a face to face interaction with your with your following, right? So it's all specific on the platform. But um, in terms of what you're going to get across to people, it's how are you organic in your your natural self without being too salesy and kind of connecting with people that way. So I think really, and I heard this quote the other day, it was really helpful, but it's um, stats tell and story sells. Mm -hmm. So I think that's super key is that you can hammer people over the head with statistics or an amazingly done video, but if it doesn't tell a story, and I know it's super cliche to say that it's always, we're telling stories, but it really is true. Like that's, that's, what's going to kind of push people to want to learn more about you. Yeah, hundred percent. And um, when you think about the production approach for different for different platforms, um, you know, where do you where do you see the value in not even using a production company, for example, and just having encouraging businesses to to pull out their smartphones and start creating content? Sure. Yeah, I think there's definitely a lower barrier of entry to have people doing smartphone video. I think the big problem that a lot of people run into though is that if they don't know anything about video marketing and then they start shooting on their phones, it's a non-strategic, non-highly, or, you know, it's a low, low quality, low uh, production value, and also low uh, scripting and structuring uh, video. So it kind of underperforms on all levels. Now, if you gave somebody that's a video producer an iPhone and said, Hey, go make me a a well-produced spot, they could figure out a way to do it. So again, I think it kind of boils down to, the artist, not the uh, paintbrush. It's kind of, you know, you can use whatever tools you'd like, but you have to have the, that core understanding of like what the video is trying to get across and what it, what it means. So. Yeah. I mean, it's far too easy without a strategy in place for content to simply just be noise. And there's far too much noise out there in the world of online video. I think you'd agree. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's a certain level of, um, authenticity when you go lower budget and lower, um, quality, you know, there's, you look at people like the rock, like he's got a couple hundred million followers on Instagram. He could easily have a highly curated Instagram feed with, you know, branded images and everything's all salesy, but it's not, it's just selfie videos on his phone in between movies and the plane rides and all the crazy stuff that goes on in his life. And people appreciate that because it's super authentic. Right. So, um, there's, that's just one example, but there's so many that you, people don't care about the quality of the video as much as they do. Like, what, what are you up to? You know, like, what's the storyline? What are you trying to do with your videos? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So for businesses who are getting started with their video strategy, uh, assuming that they're being strategic about it, I think a lot of people get stuck on like, you know, where should my focus be? Um, Every platform is a, is a video platform, you know, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, they're all video platforms. And I think people can often either try and do everything or just end up sticking their head in the sand because they don't really understand where they should be putting their time and attention. So how do you help people figure that out and decide where to, where to be publishing content? Sure. I I love this question. There's so many different places you can, you can really focus your attention and you can get analysis by paralysis or paralysis by analysis, excuse me. Um, You can see so many options. You just don't do anything. And for me, that was really apparent probably three years ago. Um, I was creating all these videos and I didn't really know what I wanted to do or who I was targeting. And for me, 
I looked at my business for freelance work and I said, okay, who am I making the most videos for? And a lot of it was small business owners, marketers, people in my area that were on, you know, they were professionals, right? So for me, I figured out, okay, the best place for me to focus my attention is LinkedIn. So LinkedIn was super popular for me when I first started because nobody was posting content at all. It was just the virtual resume, you know? And uh, for me, that was really where I grew my business a lot just for the video production side it was on LinkedIn just by posting the, not only the portfolio work I was doing, but behind the scenes videos, breakdowns of a video, why I shot it the way I did, kind of the structure. And it showed a lot of people and potential clients um, how much thought I was putting into my productions, right? So for me, that was a great way to just attract more business. And then um, the other thing also, just like how you're going to reach people. So LinkedIn has great organic reach. That's one of the main reasons I love the platform. But the other thing for me was as I started to grow my online community and the people I knew exactly who I was targeting was me at 20 years old. So uh, it was uh, solo videographers that are trying to start their own business. So for me, I knew that market was very large on YouTube because a lot of YouTube people are looking up on YouTube, how to do this, you know? So, um, I think it really just depends on like who your audience is that you're trying to target and then just intimately understanding the platforms and just niching down on one until you master it, or at least figure out how to do consistent work. That's good. That gets results and then start branching out outside of that. So for me, um, every week I'm putting out a video on YouTube because that's, I know that's the platform I need to be on. And then I'm also for all my freelance work, I'm promoting all that on my LinkedIn and, you know, kind of giving more insight on that. So for me, my two big ones are, YouTube and LinkedIn, but for, for some people, it could be different. It could be Instagram. It could be Facebook. You just have to really know who your audience is, articulate them, draw a picture of them, hammer it on your wall and look at it every day and say, that's who I'm trying to go after. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm so glad that you said that around the idea of, you know, picking, picking one based on your audience, but then sticking to it and really getting to a point where you've nailed that, that platform, um, until you start to diversify into, into other platforms, because, that overwhelm and that paralysis by analysis is very real. I've seen it time and time again. So I'm glad that you mentioned that. Um, when it comes to really understanding your audience, I talk about the idea of fishing where the fish are. You know, you want to cast your net in the right places. And, and that's, I think, really aligns with what you said there. When it comes to YouTube, um, particularly for a smaller business or someone getting started, I think it's easy to see these YouTubers or these people who are hundreds of thousands of subscribers on their channel and, you know, posting multiple videos every week. And, you know, the idea of building a YouTube channel um, to be successful seems to come from the number of sus subscribers that you have. But for a small business, that's not necessarily the right strategy, right? So why would a small business want to be on YouTube if they're not aiming to get to a million subscribers, for example? Sure. That's a great question. So YouTube is interesting to me because I'm all about YouTube. I've spoken on stage at global conferences about YouTube and I only have 2,700 subscribers. Like I have a very, very small channel, but the interesting thing about it is that people chase these vanity metrics. They chase the views, they chase the subscribers and the things that they can write home to their parents about, about how successful their channel is. But really as a small business, the whole point is to get um, engagement and to get potential customers on your content, right? So um, great example, I had a video that I posted about a year ago uh, that was a review of a product and it's only got 3000 views, but it's generated over $22,000 in sales. 
And it's a, it's a perfect case study because it just goes to show that it's hyper relevant to the audience that was searching it out. It ranks for certain topics that, um, the company and the software that I was reviewing, uh, people are searching for every month. So they're active, they're, they're interested, they're searching for it. And it doesn't matter how many, I could have had a million people watch that video, but nobody took action where I have 3000 that watched it and 25% of them bought based on watching the video. So it really is based on kind of how you structure your videos, but also the right video at the right time. And YouTube's an amazing platform for that because people are actively searching all the time for your content. So as a small business, there's, I mean, there's a lot of ways you can do this, but even if you post a video and say you're, you're a pizzeria in Chicago, rather than titling the video, uh, you know, about us and then whatever your company name is or whatever the video is named or titled, title it things that people would be searching on Google or on YouTube that would get people to find your video organically. So best pizzeria in Chicago or, you know, best pepperoni pizza in the Midwest or something like that. You know, we're trying to reverse engineer how people discover your content. And that's really, that's really the core of how you can leverage YouTube and, and how I found success with zero subscribers and very small, a very small audiences, understanding how the platform works again and leveraging the content to work for you while you're not on the platform all the time. It's just kind of passively working for you. Yeah. I love that. And, um, I'll be interested to unpack with you further about how you actually can set things up using YouTube, even at those smaller numbers to ensure that people are going to take the action that you want them to take, or at least, you know, set it up for the most likely success in that area. Because what you don't want to do is to create a video that's designed for people to take action. And then they just watch the video on YouTube and then they, go on and watch another video on YouTube and, and then they, they go on and watch another video on YouTube, but they don't take the action. So, so what are some tips that you would share with our listeners to, to get people to take action and do what you want them to do after watching a video? Absolutely. So I think, and that's really key is what you said there at the end. It's, it's what action do you want to take after watching? I watch a lot of uh, YouTube videos and have seen a lot of just kind of the worst practices. And one of the big ones is trying to directly sell in your content. The whole point, like you mentioned earlier, is to have more hooks out on the line, like as many nets out in the water as you can to attract people. You're not going out there with a spear gun and just trying to shoot through the water and see what you can get. You know, a lot of people come off as very disingenuous by trying to sell in an introductory piece like that when people will seek you out. So the number one, I think fatal flaw is people try and sell too early. It's uh, same thing as dating. You know, you wouldn't go in for the kiss when you first meet somebody, like you have to kind of wine and dine them a little bit and see if they're a good fit for you. Uh, I think the second thing is also understanding the platform and how to, how to attract people. So for YouTube specifically, there's a process you can go through to make sure your videos are um, better equipped to rank and perform better. So my best performing YouTube video is about GoPro photography. It has 125,000 views at this point. I think I haven't checked it in the last week, but it's around there, 120 some thousand. And I strategically ranked that video knowing full well that it was going to hit those numbers in about nine months. So, um, because I went through a process of looking on search, seeing what was trending, what was getting searched a lot on, you know, in a monthly basis, um, finding the keywords that I wanted to rank it for making, uh, you know, watching the top 10 videos on that subject and making an ultra video that combined all the best points and took out all the worst and created a video about that laced the whole video with the keyword and then ranked it. So those are more tactical skills on how to actually rank for keywords. But 
if you're trying to rank for a certain topic, even if it's, you know, a smaller business, if you're a financial coach or an attorney or a pizzeria or whatever it is, um, there's so many ways you can do that. Leveraging the power of YouTube search and leveraging the power of Google search who owns YouTube. Yeah. So using those tactics and we have, we have gone deeper into some of this on the podcast before. Um, so definitely I encourage people to go back and have a look, listen to some of the previous episodes based around YouTube and, and, and optimization. But if we get the right people there through like to actually watch the video through our optimization tactics like that, what, what are we including in the video to encourage them to take the right action? Sure, sure. So I kind of follow a structure called I am echo. So I'll try and remember if I can get all the letters right in my mind here, <laughs> looking at my decks from speeches and stuff. But the first part's the intro. So I always lead with a, a hook of some kind that's um, hook outcome testimonial. That's kind of it's the hot intro is what I like to call it. Um, and it's it's something that hooks people's attention. So um, in this podcast, I'm going to teach you how to make $100 million in five minutes. And here's how I did it for 10 other people. You know, that would be an example of uh, I'm hooking you with the attention. There's some interesting outcome that you want a hundred million dollars. And then the testimonial is here's all the proven you know, process that I've done this in the past or something like that. So always open your videos up with something like that because a lot of people bounce from YouTube typically in the first 10 seconds. So they're not getting the, they don't see the value that you're going to deliver yet, or they think you're not worth the time. So show people right away. It's like someone knocks on your door, you open the door, and you tell them exactly what you're going to help them with. And if they want to walk in, then cool. And if not, you can leave and go to the next house. That's kind of how I analogize it in my mind. Yeah. So start with an intro. Then I always offer some kind of ask. So I say, at the end of this video, I'm going to offer you blank, blank, blank. Um, you can get it down in the description box right now if you don't want to watch this whole video. And now we'll get into the rest of the video. So even if they bounce before watching halfway through the video, um, I've already you know, mentioned that I have something for them in the description box, which is the ultimate ask that I want them to do. So even if they're halfway through the video and they're about to leave, they'll kind of scroll through the description box and try and find that most likely, uh, the likelihood of that actually goes up quite a bit just by mentioning it in the beginning. And then I kind of roll into the meat of the presentation, which is the majority of entertainment and talking points. So it's kind of the, whatever the video is about and kind of deliver on with the brand or whatever the, um, thumbnail, excuse me, and title are about. So teach or talk or entertain based on whatever the title of the video is. Then I come back around and ask for engagement. So it's boosting that with likes, comments, those types of things. And then again, the call to action. So you reference the ask in the very beginning and ask them to follow through with it again. And again, it's not a hard sell. It's not go to my website and buy this thing. Uh, sometimes people do that and sometimes it makes sense. But a lot of times, if you can just have a relevant opt-in or free resources or things that people can leverage and use that are relative to your video, it helps a lot. So I think that's kind of the overlying structure without getting too far in the weeds for people on how I structure all my YouTube videos. Nice. Cool. I like it. Was that I am echo? Is that, is that what you, what you called that? Yeah. Yeah. I am echo. I A M E C O. I think I skipped over one engagement was the comments and likes. And then there's the, um, call to action. And then that's the C and then the O is the outro. So just saying like, thanks for watching. Bye. <laughs> nice. Cool. I was following along trying to get your, uh, get your anagram, right. Anagram. That's not right. Sure. Um, but, um, yeah, ECO cool engagement call to action outro. I like that. That's good. Um, thanks for breaking that down for us, Ryan. So 
let's talk about that that call to action. So you know that's that's kind of critical, and you've got that kind of teased in the ask section there, and then you're you're specifically calling it out at the end. So what sort of call to action um, are we are we wanting people? to take you know what action do we want do we want to always be driving them off to some kind of a sales page or a landing page or what what are your different call to action options here sure so kind of the the core thing i have gotten to the point with my channel with all my content is i don't create a video unless i have a call to action so if you don't have anything to push them to do um don't make the video i think that's really the the core uh, North star for me is like, if I don't have anything to push them to do after my video is done, I won't make the video or I'll wait until I have something or I'll build something that'll align with that. So for me, a lot of my content is, um, promoting my online course, solo video pro. So I'll usually promote that at the end of my, my content, if it's relative to what I was talking about. So if I make a video about, um, improving your videography business, then I will either reference that or offer something else that leads people to that at some point. But for me, um, the call to action has to be well aligned with the content you just talked about. Like I said, if you're, uh, if you're an attorney and you made a video about male practice law for small businesses, and then all these people watch it and then they get to the end and it's like, make sure to go to the description box and buy my turkeys. I have like a turkey business <laughs> that I sell live turkeys that you can order and I don't like something completely irrelevant. Oh no, just, I like the turkey example. Flops, That's great. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, what? They, he was talking about law practice and so now he's going to sell me turkeys. Like it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, he right? is a so, turkey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I always say like, make sure it's super relevant and that it's just a natural next step. So a lot of times I'll do trainings that are five tips to blank and I'll offer the other five tips in a downloadable PDF or a free webinar training or a free opt-in or some kind of thing that I can get someone's email or have them show interest that they want those extra tips. And for me, it's not even about driving sales. It's, it's for me, it's um, seeing what people are interested in. So I have a, one of my opt-ins is a email script template about how to reach out cold to businesses that you want to shoot videos for. And that's gotten downloaded a couple hundred times. So for me, that tells me one, uh, I should create more videos about that. And two, that people might be willing to pay for that in the future if I can incorporate that into my paid programs and stuff like that. So one, it, it helps you just understand what people want. And two, it can help you drive conversions, get people's emails, um, drive them to your sales pages to buy and that type of thing. But really, I kind of nerd out about the the engagement and the, the interest in what I have to offer because I always want to know what people want to know more about. I love that. And I think that's a very important point that I just want to emphasize and make sure that we've hit home for those listening is what you're, what it sounds like you're doing is effectively using your content to, to test what your market wants, right? Because the engagement and the views and the, um, the result of the organic content you're putting out there can give you some pretty clear insight into what potentially could be a paid product down the line or something that you can um, add to a paid product or some other way that you can monetize these ideas, right? Is, is that is that what I'm hearing you say? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's really the, that's how my course came to be. And a lot of the stuff that I do is because I saw on YouTube, everyone was talking about camera gear and uh, everyone's talking about starting a business, but nobody was really talking about like, how do you actually make money as a videographer? And, you know, how do you solicit clients and market and sell and do all these business things? Nobody was really doing that on their channel. So for me, I started testing and asking, and I was looking in comment sections of other people's channels before I started. And 
everyone was asking these questions and nobody answered them. So um, I already knew right away that there was a, a whole bunch of people out there in the world that wanted to know the stuff that I was passionate about. So for me, that kind of helped a lot just to kind of steer it. And then that's really what turned into my course was I kind of took all the questions that everybody kept asking me in the comment sections and on my Facebook group and all these places and kind of compiled it into a massive library of knowledge to kind of teach people more about the details and the nitty gritty of how to actually execute on these things. So, yeah, I mean, it sounds like, like you're just being totally strategic from the very beginning right through to the end, which I think is just such a good lesson for people to, to recognize. And, and that's where I see so many people, uh, not being successful or not sticking to, to a strategy or not, not basically playing it through because when they're not strategic about it, they don't know what to measure with to determine whether or not it's successful. And so it's easy to lose focus and direction. And I think, you know, having the right strategy in place can be really helpful in ensuring that you know where you're going, right? It's like, it's like you've, you've got a roadmap ahead of you. Is that, is that Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, uh, cause for me, when I first started my YouTube journey about seven years ago, I started a fitness YouTube channel when I was in college and it was all about, you know, how to lift weights and eat healthy in college. And after about a year of making videos, that was kind of how I first started videography and my interest in that. I had maybe 25 subscribers, nobody watched my videos. And I found out it wasn't cause my content was terrible, which it probably was. Cause you know, when you first start out, it's not very good. But the, the really the root of it was I wasn't different from everybody else. There were so many other people that did that on YouTube that had a health and fitness channel. And I'm like, what made me special? And I was trying to copycat everybody else that I saw based on their success instead of just being myself. So I can't stress that enough to your listeners is find out what makes you different and just really just hammer it on the wall and just that own it, you know, put it on your chest. That's who I am. So for me with my channel, I hope I really try and stress to people when I get on my channel, it's I'm the video marketing business guy. I want to teach you about the business stuff about how to create your own business and be a videographer that makes money and is profitable and successful doing this. I'm not the camera gear guy. I'm not the uh, Sam Colder, like cool transitions, uh, travel film guy. I'm the business guy. It might be boring to some people. It might be super helpful to some people, but that's kind of my line in the sand. So I would encourage your listeners if they're going to start a channel or really do anything with video on the internet, it's okay to be different and even polarizing it sometimes because it's going to get your tribe and it's going to really just reel in the exact fish that you're looking for. And it's going to build that community online. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, I'm going to encourage our listeners, if anything that's Ryan's saying is resonating with them to, to go and check out what Ryan's got going on as well. So I want to thank you for, for, for joining me on the show today, Ryan. I think we've, we've given some really practical and, and useful information to help people just start to think more strategically about what they're doing when it comes to their video strategy. And where can people learn more about you and, and perhaps jump into your course as well? Where's the best place for people to go? Sure. Yeah. So I will give Ben a link to put in the show notes for all these free things that I was talking about, like my script guides and stuff like that. I'm happy to give that stuff to you guys for free. I'll just give him a link you can put in the show notes. And then if you guys want to learn more about Solo Video Pro, that online course, I'm happy to give your listeners a discount, a 25% discount for that. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. And if for some reason the link is corrupted, just put in podcast 25 at checkout and that'll give you guys the discount. So again, happy to give any more resources or, you know, free guides and anything that I've ever done uh, to help you guys out. Cause 
I really think uh, your podcast is one of the best ones about video marketing that I've found. So really love to just give as much value as I can to your guys' audience and and uh, really appreciate you having me on the show, Ben. Super generous, Ryan. That's awesome. Guys, keep listening because I'll, I'll give you the link um, to, to everything that Ryan's offering there very soon, straight after we say thanks again to Ryan for, for joining me on the show. Awesome. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate it. So there you go. Thanks again to Ryan Snod from Snod Media Group for joining me on the episode today. And a reminder that Ryan has a number of free resources for you and ways that you can learn more from him over at his website at Ryan Snod, which is his surname is spelled S-N-A-A-D-T. So that website again is Ryan, R-Y-A-N-S-N-A-A-D-T.com. And if you go to ryansnod.com slash Ben, B-E-N, that's a bit easier to spell, then you'll be able to get access to all of those links. Or the simpler way to go is simply to the show notes page at engagevideomarketing.com slash episode 126. Thanks again for listening to this episode. And if you have listened for a while, or if this is the first time that you've listened and you've enjoyed this show, I'd really appreciate a rating and a review over on Apple Podcasts. Now, the best way to do that is to go to engagevideomarketing.com slash iTunes and follow the links to leave a review. And there was a recent review left, which I want to share with you, thanks to Wesley. Now, Wesley said, in the last 10 years, a lot has changed in the online video world and Ben is great at helping provide you with a clear strategy to stay on top of things and cut through the noise. I highly recommend his online courses and his podcast. Now, Wesley is actually um, a student in my online video strategy blueprint course. So I appreciate Wesley for listening to this podcast and for leaving an, that awesome review. So thanks very much, Wesley. And I'd love to read out your review live here on the show as well. Best way to get that happening for you is to leave a rating and a review on your favorite podcast player. And I will see it and I will read every single review and I really appreciate you. So that's it from me. We're kicking off 2020 with a number of really valuable interviews and I'm excited to say that next week I'll be joined by JJ Peterson. JJ is one of um, one of the leaders at StoryBrand and you may have been familiar. I've talked about StoryBrand before. Um, amazing book and company run and by Donald Miller and JJ Peterson is his second in command and JJ is an absolute gun when it comes to the power of story and understanding how to use story to help influence people and grow businesses and I can't wait to bring JJ on for you next week so until then I've been Ben Amos from Engage Video Marketing and my mission is to help you engage your ideal audience to action through effective online video strategy and until next week I'll see you then Did you know that your email list can often become the most valuable asset to your business? If you've been building your business for any time at all and haven't yet built an email list, then now's the time to get started. Or maybe you've got an email list but struggle to make the most of it. I want to introduce you to my email list provider and I know you're going to love them too. ConvertKit is the email provider built by creators for creators. 
The team at ConvertKit have been in our shoes and they know what it takes to grow a successful business. And your email list is the tool that will get you there. The best thing is that ConvertKit is seriously easy to use, powerful, but intuitive. Personally, I've tried a handful of email service providers over the years, Aweber, MailChimp, Infusionsoft, but since switching to ConvertKit over 12 months ago, I seriously have not looked back. And as an engaged video marketing podcast listener, I've arranged for you to get your first 30 days of ConvertKit absolutely free. Normally, you only get 14 days if you sign up direct through their website. So to give it a try for 30 days, head on over to engagevideomarketing.com slash ConvertKit. Now, this is my affiliate link. So if you do become a ConvertKit customer, then you'll be supporting this show and investing in your business through clever email marketing at the same time. So it's a win-win. The link again, engagevideomarketing.com slash ConvertKit.